a lot of investors whether in india or globally uh, when they're talking about why they're investing they they give all the right answers uh, right but when they actually invest uh, they invest for reasons which are not those answers right exactly the opposite uh, investor a is investing in company in the company because investor b is investing Investor B is investing because investor C is investing. Investor C is investing because investor D is investing. Investor D is investing because the founder is a friend's friend who they have a lot of confidence on. Uh, right? So, where everybody is assuming that somebody's put in a lot of uh, thought into why they're investing, and you know, then investing. Hey, Pramay. Thanks for agreeing to do this. Really looking forward to the conversation. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. So, Pramay, what's one truth few people agree with you on? This is our intro question now. <laughs> well, uh, one truth that few people agree with me on. Uh, so, I'll I'll try to answer this, and then we'll try to fit it into the into the question. Uh, I think. Uh, a lot of investors whether in india or globally uh, when they're talking about why they're investing they they give all the right answers uh, right but when they actually invest uh, they invest for reasons which are not those answers right <laughs> exactly the opposite uh, investor a is investing in company in the company because investor b is investing investor b is investing because investor c is investing Investor C is investing because investor D is investing. Investor D is investing because the founder is a friend's friend who they have a lot of confidence on. Uh, right, so <laughs> where everybody is assuming that somebody's put in a lot of uh, thought into why they're investing, and you know then invest. Right? So now this is this is the fact of life. And, you know what we're assuming from the outside is that. There's a lot of deep thought that's gone into investing into a company, but the mm. fact of the matter is that uh, people invest first and then figure out how to make it a success most of the time, uh, and that's most of uh, you know the stories that are played out. And you know, if you see most of the stories that are trying to be salvaged even today are because <laughs> of this story, right? Uh, first you invest, then you make the story, then. When it gets into trouble, you salvage the story, right? Uh, That's true of a lot of things. In, right? in retrospect, everything actually makes sense. Yeah. No, no, I, I think just building on what Martin said, um, it's not only true for investing. I think it's true for decisions. Uh, in the last conversation that we were having with um, Fractal CEO and founder, um, he brought up the example of Jeff Bezos and minimization, uh, regret minimization framework. And my point was that I think Bezos would have started Amazon anyway. He was just justifying his decision using this framework. Yeah. And I think it's it's probably true in life for for most things, not yeah. only investments. No, so actually, so I was uh, talking somewhere, and you know, I mentioned this. Uh, whether it's taxi for sure, in my own personal journey, taxi for sure, and who ninety five percent plus of the time, 
I am uh, super confused. I don't know what we're doing. You know, <laughs> not, I don't feel like a success. I nothing of that. Nothing of the positive emotions ever happened ninety percent, ninety five percent of the time because everybody is doubting you. Everybody is putting you in a situation, right? Like you know, your employees to investors to customers to you know, you name it. Everybody is questioning as to why you will work and why you can do it. Right, especially for the Indian market, right, where uh, you know self doubt is extremely high, uh, <laughs> and only less than five percent of the time you actually feel successful, or you you know come across a positive moment that you can only celebrate for a day or half a day, right? Right. Uh, so that's that's broadly the the journey that I've I've also seen. <laughs> how how do you deal with this doubt? And I think you made two interesting. points here one is a doubt bit and secondly do you think we are a negative culture as well uh, which is we dwell too much on what's going wrong and don't celebrate the wins i mean i there are two questions um kind of related yeah so i, I think uh, culturally uh, unfortunate but culturally what's happened is we we look for why why we should believe in something or someone is dependent on somebody else's belief in that and hmm. the more west that somebody is the better it is for us so the more west meaning the more white the person right is. right of course uh so they as in the west culture is i believe in it because of my own first principle basis belief of why i believe in this person or something that they're building but right. for us it's not the case as in the more we learn how to do that i think we'll be we'll be world beaters rather than followers the more you follow the more you'll be following right uh, so to to become number one in the world you you have to believe in yourself and if 100 people believe in themselves maybe 10 of them will work and that's how we start the trend or the culture of believing in oneself right um, so I, i don't know if i answered your question but No, it, it does. And so let's talk a bit about your journey for taxi for sure. But before you did that, what was sort of the inspiration to start up? I believe you had a pretty typical, you know, kind of journey before. Did an MBA, uh, started a corporate job. What was the motivation to to start up for the first time? So the the principle around which you know I started thinking about starting up was very simple. Uh, I started working uh, for a corporate. The corporate. you know the initial period was great i didn't know about real estate i was learning i i it was a whole new thing that uh, i was being introduced to so it was super interesting then i caught up with the industry very fast right like i got to know what it was and then i started making an impact for the company whatever they were expecting me to do uh then came the phase of oh, okay now i've made my impact as well can we do more right can we aspire to do more can we innovate you know i came to that phase so this was all in two years by the way like first six months maybe i got used to it second after that a year i think you know i started moving from you know just understanding to making an impact then started thinking about okay can we do these five innovations and hence increase our revenue or reduce our cost or you know all of those things and nobody seemed to be interested like to innovate and get better or you know everybody is broadly had a predefined target and as long as they met it and exceeded exceeded it by 10% they were fine so i got introduced to the fact that you know i i think it's globally but 
you know, an employee mindset is how do I get the maximum money out of the least amount of work? And especially, yeah, so max money for least amount of work is what is driving everything, right? And it's not, oh, can I innovate for the kick of it, right? Like leave the money, money will come, but, you know, am I getting better? Am, am I impacting something? Has something changed positively? So that is not the driver for most people, I observe. Um, and that is when I started reading, uh, you know, books about Make My Trip and Red Bus and, you know, the few Book My Show. So the few startups that were already brands and, you know, uh, their stories. And that kind of made me feel that these guys had a lot more freedom to go and innovate and do stuff on their own. So you have to be your own boss. You have to be doing your own thing to be able to live this life rather than maximize money for least um, least amount of work right like i was i was willing to give my all but it was going into the wrong place right not because it was wrong it was just the wrong place right so that's how i started thinking about ideas uh two three different folks uh i spoke to two three different friends different ideas uh everybody was broadly in the same space where they were bored with their corporate job but you know uh, some were more risk taking, some were not. Then uh, that's how Taxi Pusher came up as an idea, and you know we we doubled down on it, actually executed. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Mazin. Just before we move on, I had one philosophical question. Hmm. Uh, why do you think uh, employees maximize money for little time, and and why does this continue? I mean, why doesn't this cycle end? Any thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, again. It might be true for the world, but what I've observed in, in India is, is actually in one way positive, but the other way, it's also harming the society, which is everybody thinks they deserve better. Mm. Some way aspirational, but some way also disrespecting what they're doing today, right? Uh, so, for example, you take any level of anybody, right? Like um, you go to the restaurant, even a five-star restaurant, the, the guy who's serving you, basically thinks this job that he's doing of waiting on you, taking orders and serving your food, even in a five-star, is demeaning to him and he deserves to be the owner of a five-star restaurant. Mm. He's aspirational, but today he doesn't doesn't care about what he's doing. Okay, You take a taxi driver for, you know, let's say he doesn't own the cab, somebody else owns it. He's thinking, I'm driving this cab, I need to become an owner. So he's already he's already demeaning what he's doing today and already moving to the next level so everybody lives most of the time at at the next level while it will take five years to get there but those five years they're spending without true meaning or respect to what they're doing okay so you take this philosophy and apply it to your question of why do people try to maximize money for least effort because they don't respect what they're doing today they all think they're better right and when everybody thinks that, they're saying, okay, let me save up money for my next thing, which might come true, might not come true. And most times won't come. Uh, so I think this is how you kind of like. No, that's, that's a, that's a great point. Actually, I think it's true. The yeah. I deserve better mindset. Yeah. yeah. Um, makes they, you. They truly deserve it or not. Nobody cares. Nobody I cares. This is the theme. <laughs> and going back to your journey, I mean, you said you were discussing ideas with a few of your friends. All of them were kind of in the same place. I think we've all been there, bought my job. I want to do something more meaningful. I, I believe I deserve better. Uh, how, how did you pick that this is the right person to, to start a company with? 
I think, um, you know, in, in the true sense, nobody picks anybody. Everybody self-chooses themselves into a journey. I chose myself into Taxi for sure. And somebody else, Raghu in this case, in that case, cho- self-chose himself into that journey. Uh, it, it, both of us are not picking each other. Uh, we, we saw an opportunity which uh, both of us were excited about to execute and, uh, you know, did we analyze too much? No. As in, what's he good at? What am I good at? Uh, you know, all of that we didn't get into. Broadly, we, you know, fit into what, when we started executing, I, I took more of the external stuff. He took more of the internal stuff by nature. Uh, and if I think of it, if, you know, what if both of us were very externally focused, then it would have been a problem. Like nobody would have wanted to do the internal stuff or nobody would have wanted to do the external stuff. Uh, so somehow you, you kind of like fit yourselves in. And even now, Maya, so I, I think I'm very clear that I, I, I like the external stuff in, in, in the journey of who Maya, uh, does a, does most of the execution internally, right? So he's the champion there. Uh, and, uh, I, I actually don't want to interfere too much because you know, if I also want to execute some of the internal stuff, then it becomes noise rather than actually helping accelerate the internal stuff. So that, that's broadly how, uh, you know, you, you self-select your role also once you've selected the journey. Uh, yeah. And so now walk us through, you know, taxi for sure. When you guys started, obviously Ola and Uber were around. What was the thought process and how did you guys? get get your first few customers i think first few customers is very commonsensical and hustle is all i would say irrespective of what whoever the uh, story is about um so for us we we started with airport transfers we said okay we can give you a cheaper airport transfer than what radio taxis were giving that that was the message and we asked a few friends of ours who were working in uh, tech conglomerates right like whether it's uh, infosys or Wipro, TCS, you know, all these places. We, we just told them you have an employee dashboard. Why don't you just, you know, put out saying there's this option to get to the airport at 650 rupees. And that actually got us our first customer. Uh, and, um, so it was B2B, uh, the way you started basically almost like that. Yeah, as in you, you pick your channels, right? Uh, right. High trust network of a intranet where you know, a fellow employee is putting out a suggestion. Somebody will right. use it and, you know, then, you know, 650 rupees is a great price. And then, you know, people start talking about it. And you know, that's how you kind of like start going. And, j- you know, just just for context, when is this happening? 2011. And obviously not everybody has a phone and even the internet penetration on web is not that high in India. Yeah, this is pre-smartphone. It's all, you know, the end, towards the end of BlackBerry. So I still had a BlackBerry phone. Uh, the, you know, there was, as in BlackBerry and you know, some early smartphones were there coming in, but no app concept, right? Like there were phones to do email and, you know, some basic chats and you know, all of those things. But this is even pre WhatsApp, I think, uh, or WhatsApp was just coming in, or something like that. Um, so that's, that's broadly the time frame. And, you know, we, we basically kept moving in that direction. So keep think, thinking logically. So we were more search based, right? Like it wasn't branding. We were small. So where do people go for, go to when they look for a taxi? So one is Google. Second is Just Dial. Then Ask Lila. Uh, right. Wow. Those were the days when you're going to a classified 
yeah. to find a taxi. Like, uh, all of these places, uh, you know, you have to pay to get on to the top of the list and you know, then get calls. Uh, so all of the, that's what we went through for the first few uh, customers. And then, you know, I mean, it was, there was quite the journey. And, and, and I, I believe after you, you wrapped up Taxi for sure, the, the, you know, you took a bit of a break, um, spent some time thinking about stuff. Can you walk us through that, that journey? Um, and, 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 you know, kind of the transition to coup. Yeah. And, and perhaps if you could add some learnings from the taxi for sure journey as well, I think, you know, we, in summary. Yeah. The, the learnings, uh, that we had was pretty straightforward. I mean, I think one thing we did was, oh, okay, we, we need to be unit, unit level profitable and, you know, all of those things based on observations from a red bus journey and make my trip. But, you know, the market was more aggressive than that. So we were taking earlier examples and trying to behave in a certain way as a company. And we were very happy that we were more unit level profitable than Ola. We were burning much lesser. You know, all of those things were uh, metrics of success for us. But the market was in an aggressive mode, right? Uh, everybody broadly were giving more weightage to, you know, here's an open market. How fast can you grab it all? Can you become the brand for cabs in India? So, which meant market would uh, be okay with a little bit of extra money being burnt as long as uh, you could become the brand in India. So, I think we 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 didn't listen to that very well. Like we didn't we didn't like take that feedback. While nobody will give you direct feedback, but the way in which uh, things were being funded or how much was being funded, what stories were you know, actually being funded, all that gave an, gave an idea of what the market was in the mood for. Uh, and, you know, broadly saying that, you know, markets won't always be that like that, but can you be an early reader of the market? When is it going to be aggressive? When is it going to be, uh, you know, pessimistic? And then can you uh, read that quick enough and react fast, right? Uh, you will get into trouble when the market is going from very bullish to bearish also. If right. you start spending in that transi- transition, you will be in trouble again. You you need to be a good reader of the market. I think that's one one lesson for sure. And uh, why, as in while uh, working on taxi for sure, we were thinking of introducing language apps for the drivers, right? right. Uh, and that stayed with me. I started thinking about how the internet would be for the new uh, users who are coming onto the internet in hundreds of millions, and what you know really. Uh, helped us English speaking folks on the internet was the ability to connect with people, the ability to express, the ability to search for information. And the new users also would need all of this to, you know, accelerate their own personal lives. It's not just about coming and seeing some videos. Of course. Internet, right? So we also started with go to the internet for what? We went to the internet for, uh, you know, heavy consumption initially. Uh, and then there was a lot of chatting and doing time pass on the internet for a long time. And then it was more entertainment in the beginning. And then, and then it started changing our lives more meaningfully. Right. Uh, right. Become more convenient. So that journey would happen in a much more accelerated fashion for most other people who spoke languages as well. So we said, okay, while content and, you know, entertainment will be provided by anybody, but the more meaningful basics of the internet will have to be you know, reimagined. Uh, that's how we started thinking about products. Uh, you know, 
and our journey through that got us to try out various uh, products and kept trying out new stuff right like vocal is our question answer platform it's more web it's more quora like right uh, in that journey a lot of ans- people who were giving answers on the on the platform said you know i just don't want to give answers but i also want to express whatever is on my mind that got us mm. thinking about why they're not doing it on twitter and saw that twitter basically is 1% of india talking to each other the other 98 99% who use kind of use whatsapp um you know are all stuck with their voices in those whatsapp groups it's not coming out in the open it's all in their friends and family circle which is also offline right so we said okay an open expression experience uh, is something that broader india doesn't even have they've never experienced uh, so that's that's why we even started and uh, wanted to give uh, a more um, you know inclusive experience of self expression on the internet which meant knowing english is not a barrier for you to express yourself openly right you, you might have a point of opinion uh, you know irrespective of the language and our job is to make sure that you are confident of you know, saying it out loud were there any learnings from the competition that you faced in taxi for sure that you bring to here because this is also a super competitive market uh, obviously ended up selling to a competitor um, any any learnings from that as well learnings from competition i think they were they were uh, very heavily focused on you know uh, the things that would help them raise more money understand whereas we were very focused on everything uh, that would make it a long term successful business hmm. for example you know our backend was automated to another level like hmm. you know, all driver dispatch their accounts everything was automated i think even when uh, ola bought us their backend was all manual so they would reconcile it at the end of the day but wow. their app would look very sophisticated more sophisticated than us so the hmm. user side looked more sophisticated but the backend was manual whereas right. our engineering efforts went in all directions and hence we could do more stuff on the backend which is not so sophisticated and it doesn't need to be sophisticated in looks but we also could spend lesser time on the front end which needed to be more a little more sophisticated so the perception of you know who will be more successful uh was there and they could they could do that because they raise more money right. so they could make up for you know some of the manual stuff on the back end and miscalculations and paying drivers more uh, all of that was forgiven in the bigger picture right mm. as we wanted to be accurate and you know very proper and you know all of those things so you know, what what is the right way or wrong way nobody knows like in the long run uh, what they had done initially worked very well for them but in the long run it's probably not worked as as well right right uh, what didn't work for us initially may have worked in the long run so if the investors had doubled down on taxi for sure instead of ola uh, what would have happened uh, god only knows so i would say uh, you know there's a right or wrong i think uh, the market finds a way to accelerate everything um yeah now so, so after taxi for sure um i believe you spent some time uh investing and and you know can you kind of walk us through that experience 
And uh, did, did those experiences kind of help you with, with your journey for Ku? How did you come across the problem? I mean, you started describing the problem a little bit, but what made you realize that it's now is the right time to solve this problem? And in the backdrop of so many already existing social networks. So, uh, you know, when you started Taxi for Sure, the internet was not accessible and uh, it was a very new and novel thing to book a cab online. Uh, obviously, when you started Ku, um, there were already existing social networks. Internet penetration had picked up a lot. Smartphones were picking up. Internet penetration on mobile was also up. Um, so I think very different dynamics here. Maybe entering a super competitive market. So it, it's actually not competitive. What what you use each social network for is very different. Uh, right. Facebook is a friends and family network. Uh, the content you find there uh, or organically what you should find now it's a bunch of random videos they push. <laughs> but what you're what you're expecting is family and friends updates on life, right? right? I got married. I had a kid. I went on a holiday. You know that is what you're expecting on Facebook, right? And the network is family and friends. So it's a closed, known network with life events. Okay, so that is separate. LinkedIn is career. So you're expecting. Ex-colleagues, ex, uh, present colleagues and future people you want to work with, content from them and career-oriented stuff. Instagram is lifestyle. What I eat, where I go, what I wear, you know, where I work out, all of that is Instagram. And it's an open network. Anybody can follow anybody unless you've closed your profile. Uh, and broadcast, I guess. Huh. There, you're, you're going more to a broadcast and I think you'll talk about Twitter. Which is even more broadcast. Yeah, Twitter is more thoughts and opinions, right? So every network is unique. And because right. of the uniqueness of what you express and what you follow people for, then the while all of us are on all platforms, I might be connected to you on LinkedIn, but I'm not connected to you on Instagram. So when I express on Instagram, I'm reaching a very different audience and in a different frame, uh, frame of mind, right? When I express the same thing on LinkedIn, I'm reaching a different audience. The net, the uniqueness of connections on each network makes each one valuable. So the connections that we are enabling on Ku. So if you come on Ku and start expressing English and other languages, your expression move, goes to a different set of people altogether, which none of these platforms ever will give you. An open network in languages is non-existent, right? So the, Actually, there is no competition. Even Twitter is not competition in languages, right? Um, so that that's it's a nuanced understanding of social media, and it it will occur only if you've gone through my journey, right? Otherwise, it, it's me stating it out, and you might you know half agree, half disagree with what I'm saying. But you know, once it plays out and it, everything becomes uh, available as an information, it becomes a great strategy, right? Uh, a job of a successful entrepreneur is to always predict the future and hope it comes true with all the hard work they put in, right? Uh, that happened with Taxi for sure. That happened with, uh, that's happening with Ku as well. It's always great that you're in a place where you have to explain. Once it becomes obvious, then everybody sees it, right? Uh, but to accelerate an unknown to the obvious, is success. Have you seen any, you know, turning points in Ku's journey or any indicators that you've sort of started, uh, you know, that it's becoming, it's becoming obvious to people? Yeah, I think uh, for the people who understand the importance of 
reaching out to the broader audience of India, which is 98% of India, it's already there. It's obvious, right? Which means for a, a, an Indian cricketer to know that, you know, the guys who are actually buying tickets, waiting in a queue and making the most noise in the stadium, it's the language speaking India is obvious to them. The English speaking India is asking for a pass and sitting in an AC room. And then if you get out for a duck, they'll say, you know, this guy shouldn't play for India, etc. Language speaking India is sweating it out, cheering. If they get out for a duck, they're saying emotionally, they're saying, boss, no matter what, till you hit your next hundred, I'm going to keep cheering for you. So very different India, right? This is the logical, this is the emotional. Uh, so they already know. The politician knows who's the voter. The Bollywood guy who knows who's the guy, uh, you know, buying tickets to watch the movie in a queue. The So all of these guys already know and that's why they're on coup. The very educated English India, which you know is, is kind of like the know-it-all segment of India, right? Uh, they, they feel they know it all, but they actually don't. Uh, that segment will be on to the, the, the laggards, actually. Because they don't even know, they, they don't even know why they should be making their voice felt in their own country. Because the English-speaking India is actually very West-focused, right? So they want their voice to be heard in the West, and hence they will always be on Twitter more than on Coop, right? But that, that makes us weaker as a country, because your most educated folks are more outside focus than inside focus, right? They're not helping develop the thoughts and opinions of the wider, uh, you know, population of India. So anyway, the, all of that is, uh, you know, very country-specific stuff that no, no, but that to happen. I, I, I think that's really helpful to kind of put stuff into perspective and, and to kind of illustrate the difference in, in the user base that you're going after. And so with that, my next question is, what about monetization? You know, how is that different for Koo versus traditional social media platforms? How do you guys go about, what are your revenue streams if you can walk us through it? So I think, um, you know, while Netflix is moving from subscription to advertising, Twitter is trying to move from advertising to some kind of subscription. The truth is somewhere in between. Like there is no, this will work or that will work. It has to be, this will work to an extent and this also will add to a certain extent. And, you know, I think some of the Chinese apps have actually shown us that, right? Like, you know, the ability to innovate based on what your market market really is ready for uh, is uh, is actually a great learning for us. I mean, the way India will monetize on platforms like Who might be very, very different from what the West is ready for, right? Um, so I think uh, that's broadly what I what I feel. I mean, you know, we've already started advertising efforts on on the platform, uh, but we're also introducing a lot of in-app uh, experiences that will help creators make money, users make money, um, you know, as well as, uh, so the, the truth of us, the truth we are chasing is there are four stakeholders, user first, creator, mm-hmm. advertiser, platform. In that okay. order, you have to keep people happy. Now, if you build only an emotional ecosystem, right, where creator just is very, very happy just getting likes and followers and comments, right? That's Let's say he wants that and no money. Okay, you just give that. But but as soon as the platform starts making money and the creator doesn't get a part of it, it's a problem. So you're using me. And you're monetizing. And you're not. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, a, that's a place where you can't exist in 
in collaboration with the creator in user also right boss all of you guys are making my platform advertiser advertiser is getting me and hence he's happy creator is getting a share what about me i'm the guy spending the time right? so i think you know the right balance of emotion mon- uh, commercial everything happening in a very balanced manner between the four stakeholders on a social media platform is the truth to be chased if you're in that journey as long as your goal is that it'll work if you're missing any of these players there will be somebody who can come and disrupt you <laughs> that's a that's a really interesting way to to think about your your moat and kind of keeping all your participants happy <laughs> uh, no I, i i really and and one more challenge i think that a lot of that affects you know all these groups in different ways that a lot of uh, platforms face is 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 you know fake news how how do you tackle that how do you deal with fake news make sure that you you you're getting good quality verified content on your on your platform i think fake news misinformation is something that uh, you know we we keep comparing ourselves to the offline world right uh, now offline world exists much much longer than the online world online world is a 30 year phenomenon offline world has existed now is there misinformation in the offline world how does one deal with it in the offline world now let's say we we just take college right it's a community it's a controlled community when you were in college were there rumors ever yes of course <laughs> was that misinformation or was that fact how did you fact check it i didn't right you either believed right. it or you didn't <laughs> yeah yeah no that that's based on some logic you believed it based on who told you right right the source that's true yeah the source you you would always go back to oh okay you know apramaya is talking about it must be true <laughs> but if avira is talking about it it must be false right because he is known to talk without checking reputation right? yeah whereas i only talk if i very, i'm very sure so there is some weightage given to who is the source of information and that is the offline world which you know without any logic you've you've used your brains as intelligent yeah. humans to do it <laughs> now how do you bring that into the online world so why doesn't it happen maybe <laughs> that's the question right why do we could believe whatsapp forwards <laughs> but yeah yeah whatsapp forwards again <laughs> that's exactly, even the it intermediary guidelines nobody has really thought of first principles right like you know in a private company uh the more interactions happen the more time is spent the more successful you are because you're only doing advertising <laughs> right that's why i said monetization is some the truth is somewhere in between it is going to yeah not just advertising is not just, right mm-hmm. if you're if you're trying to only optimize amount of time spent on a platform and retention and rumors are entertaining boss like you know why <laughs> you would you stop it if you were a profit, <laughs> you know profit seeking platform you would you wouldn't it's not in your interest to stop rumors on your platform it is funny it is engaging it is worth spending time on you know all of that happens and hence you will the platform has no incentive right but if your platform is known as the source of truth uh, or has the responsibility to show out as much truth as possible then you have to you know put some first principle thinking in put some weightage to the person who was the source of all info, all, all this information can you build technology around it can you make a product more transparent and open about uh, about this source of information and if i find that you have lied this time 
through a democratic approach, not my approach, not as the platform, but as a democratic approach. I, I get 10 fact checkers to fact check what you've said. And 80% of them said, this guy said something false. Then I, I will take into consideration, I will reduce the truth quotient of your profile. Saying, okay, boss, this guy uh, is a little too freedom of speechy. You, you have to figure out whether you want to believe him or not, right? It's up to you. I mean, I'm not stopping him. But, you know, I'm putting, you know, uh, a little caveat saying, you know, he's been found guilty 20% of the time, right? Uh, and another person, 100% of the time has been proved. Now, you know, you it's know when you're consuming. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's fascinating. I mean, are these, uh, so these are things you've actually implemented to some extent or, or played around with? No, we're in the process. Yeah. We're, we're, I think, See, this is society boss. Like, yeah, you look at what Elon is trying to do, right? He's trying to do a very hard approach to a soft problem. It doesn't work. Right? <laughs> People break it, right? Yeah. So it, it, soft, soft products, social is a soft product. You, you need to know the million shades of gray in a social product. One, one human being has so many shades of gray. Now you've got hundreds of millions of users and look at the kind of complexity that you're dealing with, right? It's not going to be a black and white answer while you will try to, you know, logic says you put it into a black and white solution. But the fact of the, the actual solution might be somewhere giving an answer in the gray, which is what I'm saying. 74% true most of the times is a gray answer, not saying this is false. This is true. I'm deplatforming de this guy. All of these are black and white solutions to a gray world. You have to have gray solutions for a gray world. How, how has growth been for you over the last uh, three, four years? Growth, as in we've been very fortunate to have ridden the wave here, right? So, because, you know, uh, every time Twitter's uh, gotten into trouble in India, we've actually seen growth. We've actually seen a lot of people come on board and, uh, you know, uh, start using the platform. Some of the most important people of this country right? um, and if you look at it india has never created a social platform like this before like we've created content platforms where you pay one guy for content and then show it to another guy and then in between make money right so that is a very predictable engine this is a, a an organism uh, a living being in itself what we've created right we we put no control over it this is actually a living being right uh, you know, somebody will join that kind of takes the platform and morphs it slightly into something. Then somebody else joins, it morphs into something else. So it's a blend of everybody who joins, right? Like our body, right? Like, you know, we're, what you're seeing is a combination of, a, you know, million cells. But if one cell goes hayward, then this goes down, right? So, uh, that, that's that's basically what who is also right, uh, and we, we're trying to keep it as organic as possible, uh, and that's the magic of it. You can never recreate this. It, you know the moments that we have experienced uh, building who has been quite uh, quite awesome, and we want to replicate that across the globe. We want this to reflect the true essence of this world, right? Uh, so what we did in India, I think. Is an opportunity right now. There's an opening and opportunity to do it across the world, including the English-speaking India, English-speaking world. Because 
you know what we had said okay that that is twitter's strength and let's let it be in you know the 80% of the world which is what we should go and capture has now changed we will capture the 80% because twitter has gone away from it even further but there is also an opportunity to capture the english world which is looking for an alternative so i think uh, you know that's what we want to be and we want to you know while building this we want to be as transparent open neutral uh, you know uh, you know the logic that i uh, shared with you on misinformation and you know all of those things. very first principle thinking and with no motive the only motive is to be as true as possible and i i, I believe you even um, <clears throat> released your algorithm publicly right i mean you take transparency to another level <laughs> um what's the thought process behind that is just no social media yeah i was saying there is no social media platform in the world we use a lot of them right nobody will tell you what their algorithm is <laughs> exactly. we are telling you <laughs> right just, just again coming back to you know the blessings of the west right or the white skin uh, if this was done by facebook you know it would have been a headline that every intellectual of india would have read and you know felt like they themselves have created it <laughs> but it's being done in india and with you know using first principles there is a doubt why because i doubt myself and my capability as an indian what will another indian do is the doubt right we should abolish that yes no apramay what scale are you at uh, today in we're, terms of uh, yeah we are we are uh, about 10 million monthly active users 50 million downloads overall um, so as in this is a two and a half year old company a two and a nice. half year old company hitting the scale with like to like features of twitter plus more like we have like you can't schedule a tweet you can schedule a right right you can you can two in multiple languages you can't tweet in multiple languages at once right mm-hmm. so we have a lot of features that twitter doesn't have two and a half years with you know twitter spending 16 years 16 years of existence to build the same things that we have built in two years and probably with much lesser resources <laughs> much less capable in the public eye much less capable resources as well right uh, so as in no, it makes you know, wonder this has taken myself yeah self belief to another level <laughs> uh, so you know it, it, it's just about how much we dream and how much of those dreams will be supported uh and another philosophy i have is till we keep solving only indian problems the world will only say okay i'll fund you for india but the day indian companies and indian founders solve for the world you will become you will be attractive for the world there is nobody who will not support but we should break that barrier and well i i would love to hear more about that and 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 what you've done to kind of break that barrier and, and solve for the world right and How I, like what right now? As of what we're building right now, all the statements I made right, right. just now are all are all the things that we're breaking barriers. As in, uh, okay, I'm saying we've already done what Twitter has done plus plus. Right. You tell me if we hadn't done it, would a- anybody in the world think they can recreate Twitter? No, that, that itself is just you know. Right. The f- I I think sometimes we're we're too good to be true. Yeah. For anybody to say, okay, you're claiming it, but I doubt you still. Still remains with us mm. because nobody's, you know, really going deeper. Like again, first statement I made: Investor A. I'm just talking investor now, but 
investor A invested because B, because C, because D. D just like the person, right? Uh, so nobody's using first principles. Nobody is digging deep enough to see why is why why are these guys claiming it and are they true in what they're saying, or are are you just looking at my face and seeing how confident I am, right? Because faking confidence, I think a lot of people do, <laughs> but to be able to stay true to what you're saying and give enough data and every answer every question that there is 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 a thing that we haven't uh, probably done very good at. Interesting. And and what's your view on what's happening at Twitter today? I think um, uh, broadly they're in flux, right? Uh, for us, it's an advantage. But as a company itself, I think you know they're 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 between in between a journey. Like you know, I'm sure Musk has a plan. It doesn't seem like it, but he must be guiding it somewhere. Uh, and they're in that journey. I think they're. The old guys are leaving. The new, some new guys will join. You know all of that. So I think fundamentally, as a product, it will change, and it'll right. take some time. It'll take a year, two years. God knows. As I said, it's not a hard problem. It's not okay. You know, I'm, you know, Musk as a genius making a electric car and then going and giving it to the world and then everybody appreciating it is one type of journey or sending right. like immense potential, right? Like crazy brain power at work and immense respect for that but i think uh, social media is a very different animal it's too like those are hard hard problems as in felt problems that you can yeah there are humans involved i think at least i i like to look at it as science hard science problems and hard human problems it's very difficult to approach a hard human problem yeah and for for elon musk who makes even having children a science right (laughs) to understand human emotion i don't know whether you know how much time it will take for him to you know gather this around will he make twitter more uh, like given that he's saying transactions and super app and you know all of those things it it seems like he's dragging a soft platform into a hard place because that's what he knows right rather than him understanding the soft problem and solving it well no that that's interesting um i i think so too i actually feel like um there's an engineer trying to run the social network and this is what an engineer would do with a social network yeah i think jack dorsey probably wasn't he was a hacker plus had that softer aspect um and a lot of respect for mark zuckerberg for being able to build so many social networks because uh, i think it's it's super challenging it's very nuanced soft problem like you said yeah no you have to be connected deeply you you have to be very very high on your eq to be able to run a successful social network that much i know hmm. you can't be high on iq and run a successful social network. i believe that you guys have actually seen a lot of growth in nigeria was that planned or did that just sort of happen would love to hear about that as, a, as in twitter give, keeps giving us opportunities right <laughs> we're, we're actually the second largest uh, microblogging platform in the world today uh, after twitter it is who there is nobody else in between, right? Uh, and we've got a mature, good product that we are rolling out to the world. Uh, and you know, coming back to your question on Nigeria, uh, Nigeria banned Twitter for a few months. Oh, that's I didn't realize. Okay, <laughs> so then you guys were just so that's when we went in. The president of Nigeria came in. So we will we will keep taking those opportunities. Uh, you know, 
these are big opportunities. Like, you know, the most premier people of a country using your product doesn't happen every day. What does it take? Making yourself available in those countries, in those languages is all it takes. And having a platform that's as good or better than Twitter and and all of that stuff that comes with it. And and, and so with that, you know, curious, what's next for Koo? What does the the future look like for you guys? What's What should we be looking out for? Yeah, I think uh, uh, the true global alternative to Twitter is what Koo will become. Uh, You will see a lot more countries. You, You saw India adopting it and making it a success. You will see a lot more countries as they get to know. Today, nobody knows about it. Our challenge is that, you know, we're a very, we've been a very India-centric and India-building kind of a company. Now we're trying to mature into a global company. Uh, if you're successful in doing that, uh, if you look at the the definition of global consumer tech giants, right? uh, it's a Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, WhatsApp, uh, you know, maximum there's a TikTok from China. That's the only side inclusion of a global tech, uh, you know, consumer platform. Uh, so we we actually want to be the TikTok moment for India in, in that moment, in that sense, uh, where you know here's a tech solution to the world, right? Consumer first, like we've we've taken other solutions, SaaS and you know everything else. But it's a hard sell. It's this is a pure user consumer B two C brand driven tech solution that we want to take to the world we, we see this opportunity and add india to the to the list of countries which have a global tech awesome and i think just to close aprame uh what's one piece of unfiltered feedback you received in your journey that really changed the way you looked at things actually it's not work related uh, you know it, it's more health related uh okay. so one uh so i've been brought up be a food lover uh, so my whole family celebrates with food whether when we are very happy we eat a lot when we are very sad we eat a lot that basically <laughs> the role of food in our lives and that's how I've been brought up um, you know actually after I got married is uh, when you know I got introduced to a much uh, much more holistic view of health uh, right. where you know you know eating in moderation uh, keeping a tab on, you know, physical activity. Uh, all of those aspects were introduced into my life uh, with feedback from my wife. So, and her family overall, because that's the culture she came from. So I think that's the most life-changing uh, feedback that I've incorporated into mm-hmm. my own life. Uh, still work in progress though. Like I'm much better than what I was, but uh, you know, I, I want to be even better than what I am today. Uh, because I, you know, I, I do believe that once I'm aware, uh, if I don't make use of that awareness, it, it's it's all waste. Right? Like, you know, right. But you're aware. Before it was unawareness. Like I, I wasn't right. even, you know very sure of that. So yeah, I think that that's the one. Awesome. Thank you, Aprame. Great conversation. Uh, hope our listeners will enjoy it. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for tuning in to Founders Unfiltered. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Join us next week for another episode of AJVC Unfiltered, where we talk about our latest piece 